Welcome back to part two. In the previous section, we just spoke about a New Jersey truck driver winning big in the New Jersey State Senate, COVID vaccine policy for transplants in Colorado, as well as the super cold. Now we are discussing online dating before COVID-19. I'm Luke. And I'm Rody, And this is the Right Side of the Compass podcast. So let's talk about online dating. Very, very fun topic. I know that uh, lots of men love online dating. It works so well. Anyways, uh, but what's interesting about this Pew Research poll on online dating is that it actually came out right before the pandemic. So it was it was published in February 2020. So the, the lockdowns really started in March. So we have the dating information on online dating before everyone started online dating. So let's take a look at it. Uh, three in 10 Americans use dating apps or use, this is back in February, 2020. So everything I say could be wrong. I would love to see stats published for COVID dating and then compare and contrast those. But alas, I didn't find those. I'm sure if I looked harder, I probably would have found it. But this is also interesting to me because I think this is, this is going to be more of an actual representation of what people would have used dating apps for if it wasn't for the pandemic, which is why I think these stats are still pretty interesting. But uh, I did want to do that disclaimer because I don't want people to think that only like three in 10 Americans are using dating apps when it seems that everyone is using a dating app these days. So this is what the Pew Research poll said about online dating. They said, among other things, they said three in 10 Americans use dating apps, 12% found long-term partner found a long-term partner or spouse through a dating app and around 40% of online dating users report being in a long-term relationship thanks to online dating. So 12% in the general population and 40% when, when concerning people who date online. So a little less than half, like a little less than 50% of people say that they have, of people who use dating apps find that they have success in that. Yeah. I know some people who, uh, you know, who've met online. Yeah, we all do. Totally normal. Totally normal. Listen, any listen, there are there are dating, there are dating stories, great dating stories that, you know, that they're so out there, right? People just meet each other somehow. So of course, online dating is going to work for some people. That's just the reality, right? Um, do you want to go over the next one or? Um, so younger and LGBT people are more likely to use dating apps. So I find that data. I mean, I'm not really surprised because there are less people in the LGBT, you know, Q community, and it's very hard to, you know, unless they're, you know, really dressing up specifically to look a certain way that gives it away. It's very hard to tell, you know, um, who's gay and who's lesbian, who's bi, um, unless, you know, go up and, you know, straight up ask them. Um, but I, well, I think you're focusing on the wrong part. No, well, second, hold on, let me cause... finish. So, I mean, it just takes, it just takes longer to like, it lets, you can't just go to, I mean, you could just go to a bar and, you know, start, you know, mingling and talking with people and find out that way. It just takes longer. So when you have, you know, when you have a smaller community of people, it's just much easier and faster just to find similar people online. And so you kind of just like you, you know, you're just not wasting time. Do you know how many people are? homosexual uh no i do not okay so the percentage of the population that's homosexual is between one to ten percent and i 
in my personal opinion, I think it's way closer to 1%. So those are the stats that I, that I know. In I'd the U S or you're saying in general, I no in general, in general, it's one to 10%. Yeah. And 1% I'm, is still a lot. I'm almost what 1%. Well, it depends on the population. I mean, 1% of 300 million people is still like a million people. <laughs> so. Right. But right. But you got to remember that it's not, they're not distributed equally. Right. You have to remember that homosexual, like the LGBT. L- the LGBT community, right? And I, I say this because I don't want to say the the gays or whatever. Um, they typically congregate in cities um, precisely because it's harder to find a date in like rural America when everyone knows each other. So you're much more likely to find a date if you move to a big city and there are lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, I agree with that. But it's more just to me, I, I don't see it as like faster. I see it's just for all the talk about gay people in society, they aren't that many people. So you need to understand that if you are in this really, really, really small minority, you have to kind of search. You have to actively look. Um, it's kind of like how all these Jewish dating apps work, right? Because there's only 14 million Jews on the planet, right? And so once you narrow that down even further, there aren't that many Jews on the planet looking for a date, all things considered. So if you are looking for a Jewish person, you might go, I don't know, on Tinder and say, oh, I'm looking for a Jewish person. But you'll probably have better luck going on one of the Jewish focused apps and then you can break it down further and they say, oh, I'm looking for this type of Jewish person. I'm looking for that type of Jewish person. And you have much more luck that way. So I I totally see that. So this is the next stat. And I I do have something to say on it. Six in 10 users reported positively on online dating. I don't think this is a very good statistic because it's it's a self-report. And I think people tend to be a lot happier than than they give them. Than, than they actually are. I think people don't want to admit if they're not having a good time on dating apps because then they'll they'll feel, well, what am I doing on a dating app? So if you're asking in a survey of people who are on dating apps, people on the dating apps might say, oh yeah, I'm having a great time. But I don't I don't think that necessarily means anything. I don't think that's a good I don't think that's a good measure. Well, kind of like I'm when saying. someone asks you, oh, how's your day? And you're like, good or fine. Yeah, they could still be having like a terrible day. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a bias almost. People don't want to say that things suck, right? They don't want to say that things are bad. I mean, some people will. And as you can see, six and 10 users. So that means the other four out of 10, either they didn't have an opinion or they were negative about it. But I think in reality, people like to be pretty positive because they don't want to feel like they're wasting their time. So if people on Tinder are saying they're having a good time using Tinder, I'm not going to believe them. I'm not going to, or at least I'm not going to take their word at face value. I'm going to investigate more. And that's what these surveys are doing. They're not just saying, oh, do you like uh, online dating? That's great. Anyways, we're going to publish it. No, they ask like a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is going to change like after, I mean, I guess COVID is still here, but like, may, I guess maybe like another year or two. So I think you'll see more people. Number one, you'll see like a bigger po- percentage of the population using dating apps, but also you'll see a lot more people being satisfied with them. Because before COVID, if you weren't satisfied with online dating, you just delete the app and go meet someone at a bar. But there are plenty of people who who now ha- use the dating apps a lot more of them, and that's and that's what they feel they have. And if they they feel that if they delete the dating apps, that's it, they're going to be single forever. So you're going to have a lot more people who are using it, but also a lot more people who are dissatisfied. 
And you're, you're seeing that many editorials, you're seeing that people are not really happy with the dating apps because of number one, the algorithms and number two, just the, just the way the dating apps work and the human psychology involved with the dating apps and how many times these dating apps, they like to advertise themselves. Like you can get like this long-term relationship, but many times it, it's much just it's just much easier to facilitate uh, a one night stand or, or a casual fling than it is to facilitate a long-term relationship with this thing. But again, I don't know. I'd love to see new stats. So do you want to read the next one? Uh, yeah. Men who use dating apps are more likely to say they didn't get enough messages. And also read the next one. Cause if the next one is connected to this one. So you could read that. So one. survey on Tinder says that Bottom 80% of men are competing for bottom 20% of women in terms of attractiveness. So, and this, by the way, goes the, the other way too, which is to say that the top 80% of women are competing for the top 20% of men in attractiveness. So it, it seems the way, so the better men are, are going for, uh, in terms of attractiveness, lower standard. Um, no, that's no, that you're no, that's not what that means. What that means is that most men don't have a shot with women that are, quote unquote, their equals, I guess. Like, I know people are going to get upset at me for using like the one to 10 scale, right? But it's just, it's just an easy like benchmark just to like give people an idea, right? So if you, if you rate every single man and every single woman on a dating platform, right? What that means is that the men who are rated nines and tens, right? they have access to the women who are threes and above, which is say they have access to the threes, the fours, the fives, the six, the sevens, the eights, the nines, the tens, right? That's, that's who they have access to if, if you're a nine or a 10 as a man. And you have to look at it this way. A man, men are pigs, right? And so if you tell a man, okay, um, you know, sex is free now, you can, you can have free love now. So what is a man going to do? He's going to say, okay, you know, I'll sleep at the four, I'll sleep at the five, I'm not going to settle down with her. Like that's, I'm not going to do that. Right. Sorry. There was a, there was a comedian once. He's like, men, men will fuck the porch. <laughs> I mean, I mean that the, moves. he's not wrong. He's, he's not, listen, he's not wrong. You know um, they've made lots of movies about this, but it is true. Men do control the access to relationships and women control the access to sex. And if women, if women are, giving sex to everyone, then they're not going to give sex. They're not going to distribute it equally. They're going to give sex more to the men who they think are more attractive, which makes sense. Right. I don't blame them. Right. But at the same time, that means that you have a lot of women who are giving themselves up to men who will never settle for them because while women control the access to sex, men control the access to relationships. So a woman is the one who says, Oh, we're having sex tonight or we're not having sex tonight. But a man is the one who, who, who says the morning after, oh, you want to you wanna go get coffee? That, that's what his job is, right? So a lot of these women are sleeping with men who are never going to settle down with them. And because they sleep with him one time, they think, oh, I'm now, I'm now uh, if like, let's say uh, four sleeps with a nine, they think they're a nine, but they're not a nine. They just slept with a nine. They're not a nine. So that's, that's what you have. And then you have the bottom 80% of women, bottom 80% of men, they're really competing for the bottom 20% of women in terms of attractiveness. And it's very important to say in terms of attractiveness, because I'm sure lots of people have great personalities. This is not, you know, some people are just not as good looking as others and that's fine. You know, it's not for everything, but, but at the same time, like, it's just, that's how it is. This is what the Tinder statistics say. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna 
tell Tinder they're wrong. And yeah. um, to get into the messaging, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it makes sense because of, because when I'm sure you know this, but lots of men I know just I don't even need a statistic to tell me this. I just know this from my personal experience. Men will typically swipe right on Tinder or all these apps. They'll do the equivalent of swiping right on every single woman, and then they'll just see what their options are, right? Because instead of paying lots of money to see, oh, this person liked you, this person liked you, this person liked you, just swipe right and you get that information immediately. I mean, that's why they give you a limited amount of swipes, right? And if you go over, then you, in order to do more, you have to pay because they know people do that. Right. But even then you just, that that's just better, honestly, because then you're not paying for it. Then you're just, you know, I, and that there's a whole another discussion about the payment method because they do really milk you. You could watch videos on, on dating apps for hours. It's so fascinating, like what they do. Um, obviously a lot of this is kind of morally, you know, gray, um, but they do, they do give you perks for, for upgrading. But if you do just want to see who likes you without, you know, like, while the algorithm's screwing you over, you could just swipe right. And I know on uh, JSwipe, a Jewish app, you, you could swipe right like unlimited times. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, yeah. But, but, but why do you think um, men are more likely to say they didn't get enough messages from women? I mean, I could see why this t- statistic would say that because guys are usually the ones that message out first. Girls usually never message first unless you're on Bumble, which kind of forced, uh, you know, women to do it first. But um, I would love to see how Bumble's doing, by the way, just like to see like what their stats are. Um, <laughs> but like, it, so, no, honestly, I, I would love to see like what happens when you when you invert. I mean, like, I've used it before. I've used women. Bumble before and I've gotten matches and <laughs> the girls never messaged me. <laughs> so right. Beca- right. Because which is why I'm getting to this point, right? If you're a guy, right? You swipe right on everyone. You see what your options are. If you're a girl, you're swiping left on everyone, unless you like that person. And typically the other person will have swiped right. So while uh, I don't remember where I saw the statistics, I would have to look it up, but I'm not doing that right now. Um, I just know for myself that, you know, if I'm on a dating app, I'll get like one, two matches a day, which is actually pretty good. All things considered, women will get like tons of matches a day and they'll just, and th- and remember because the man is expected to text first, they'll get a bunch of haze and how's it going. And even some clever ones, but remember they're just, they sit with the dating app. Like, I mean, obviously it, it must be, it obviously depends. I mean, obviously a better, I mean, a more attractive woman will get more, you know, likes than an unattractive woman. But I mean, I guess if we're speaking, you know, statistically and generally, yes, women will get, you know, matches or receive messages more than men do. Right. And so if you're, if you're a woman, you just, you, it's not even about like nice, not nice. Like you, like it could be that if, if that guy who sent a message, like that individual guy who messaged her, if instead of sending him a a, rather her a message on this dating app, you know, they met at a bar and he walked up with like a cheesy pickup line. It might be, he would have a better shot. It's just the, the, the full like the, the the load of men that are coming at these women it's just like I don't blame them like you can't you can't respond to that much you know so yeah women sometimes will not answer and it's many times it's not personal because if, if it was personal they'd un they'd unmatch you 
right? But it's not personal. They, just, they, they don't even see you. You're not there. I mean, right? yeah, that's why they tell so, you to think of something clever to say so you can like stand out because, you know, just saying hi is not enough. Right. But you understand that you're on a treadmill, right? Because you notice and other men notice too, because people aren't stupid, right? They notice that if you send, hey, girl, how's it going? Right. They know they're not going to get a response. So then they then like you, they'll also go look on these Internet websites for tips on how to get responses out of girls. Right. So they come up with something creative, do this, do that. Right. But if everyone's looking at the same thing, then then you're not solving the problem because now all of a sudden everyone stands out. So no one stands out again. You know what I mean? If everyone has garlic breath, no one has garlic breath. And if everyone is clever in their Tinder profiles then no one's clever in their Tinder profiles. Also, most people actually aren't clever in their Tinder profiles. They read the same five things that they saw on the internet and everyone does that. So that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. So the next statistic says majority online say people lie in their profiles. So what do you think about that? Duh, doy. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. No, no, obviously, like goes without saying. I I mean, dating profiles in it of themselves are lies, right? Not, they're not like malicious lies, but they are lies in the sense that they're not entirely honest. And what I mean by that is that on a dating profile, you have the the luxury of, you know, getting a good picture and having a good framing. Like someone wants to, they can go and hire a professional photographer, take a bunch of pictures and use those for a dating app. But most people don't look like a professional photographer took pictures of them all the time. Most people are, have blemishes. They're in there. Right, that's why I don't usually judge. The lighting's not gonna- I don't usually judge all the time on a photo because some people are more, more photogenic than, you know, than others. Right. But on the other hand, it's just, it's a matter of the information you're given. Like, I'm not like, I recognize that, but that, that, at the same time, you also have to recognize that if that's the information you're giving, that's what you have to work. I on. mean, like, that's, what I you think have to this with. one is more, you know, situational where it's, it depends what your objective and what you're trying to do in the app you're using. So for example, let's say, you know, Tinder is more for casual hookups or there's some other apps for more casual hookups. So I would think that people not even their photos, but like just the information they give either is it is the truth, but it's very over-exaggerated or it's like a twist of the truth or they are more willing to lie because, you know, if they're just having a one night stand and it's like, you're never going to see this person again, you know, you might as well. But I feel like in a relation, if you're looking for a relationship, people are less likely to do that because, you know, you're, you're going to be seeing this person more often. So you're not gonna if you are lying then the truth is gonna come out eventually um so i mean i i actually i don't see it that way i think people are more likely to lie if the truth is not flattering namely you remember you, you remember we were on this uh like during covid they opened up a lot of these facebook dating groups which i thought were kind of brilliant in a certain way they they had their own problems but i thought they were kind of brilliant in that they kind of made this virtual sandbox for everyone to kind of hit on each other like there's other problems with that but like there's a bunch. And then there were also Tinder, uh, uh, Tinder, Instagram accounts. Um, but I remember this, this is one of the things, one of the things I saw that uh, really opened my eyes. Um, there was this one guy who was in his, I think it's like mid twenties. And he was 
traditionally good looking, very, very like he wasn't he had like the like a body that like women would like, not like built, but like toned and he's got abs and everything. And he was dark and he was a doctor and and he had like pictures of him at like a wedding. Drinking. Doctor, sign me up. Yeah. Listen, I'm a I I consider myself a very straight man. But when I saw that profile picture, I was a little weak at the knees. You know, Uh, uh, I think his name was David. I don't remember. I don't remember. If you are listening to this, David, um, hats off to you, my friend. Uh, You broke broke the Internet that day. I remember that. That was a great. That was a glorious moment um, for all of mankind. Uh, but it was a glorious moment for all of mankind because you see all these women who are typically like, I'm an independent woman who don't need no man. And those were the same women that were like dropping like emojis, implying that they're very, very thirsty. So it's just like, <laughs> like that, that doesn't strong, independent woman. It, you're only strong, independent woman. If the man is not worth being in a relationship with, but there are some guys who can turn feminists into housewives and uh-uh. By all means, go for it, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's um, you know, but in that case, that guy doesn't have to lie because the truth is very flattering. He doesn't need to lie, but you know, if you're having trouble getting your foot in the door because women just, you know, for one reason or another another, they don't like your profile, whether it's because you don't look good or because you don't have a job or your finances aren't there, or maybe you don't you don't have interesting pictures bungee jumping off of the Eiffel Tower, you might lie and make crap up which you know regardless of whether you're looking for a you know a long-term relationship or a one-night stand or anything in between so i don't know I, I don't think it has to do with what you're looking for i think it has to do with number one are you a scrupulous individual who who would be against lying and number two it has to do with whether the truth is flattering whether it's not i think most people would like to say the truth but sometimes the truth is not conducive to the results you want i don't recommend Full disclosure, I don't recommend lying, shouldn't lie. But that being said, you know, some people um, think that and that's I'm just describing what other people as the famous line goes, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. I demand the truth. (laughs) Oh, yeah. One more thing I did want to say, I think I can actually see an argument for why people looking for a serious relationship might lie in their profile. And I think it's because a lot of people feel and I, I think this is actually correct that when you meet online, there is this kind of impulse to just like swipe right, swipe left. You have to make a choice because you want to swipe and then go to the next person, right? It's kind of like extreme speed dating, but no one gets offended except for the person who obviously doesn't have any matches. But I think a lot of people feel that if they could get their foot in the door, if they could get a date with this chick, right? Or, or the other way around, right? Like it could be a girl wanting to date a guy, right? If you get your foot in the door, Right. Once they meet you in person. okay, then, you know, all the things that people do when they're in person, you know, all the like the the way they talk, the way they they move, like there's something about them. But you can't really see that on a dating app. So I think a lot of people would use dishonesty to kind of circumvent that to get themselves, you know, a date. And then once they're on the date, then they could be a lot more natural and be themselves and be a lot more honest. I'm not recommending that. I'm just saying, like, maybe people think that I don't know. I didn't make this study, whatever it is, what it is. Younger women have reported more negative interactions on dating apps. Again, Dodoy, like, you know, it goes without saying that, you know, young women are going to get, you know, dick pics or whatever. I'm not excusing that behavior. It's just, that's just the reality of life. Um, I don't know what else to say. Uh, men are, men are pigs. So just be aware, be aware. Uh, half of women think online dating is unsafe. Again, Dodoy, you know, this is not like news. 
uh, college graduates are more likely to use online dating as opposed to people with a high school diploma or not even a high school diploma. Um, I actually, I, I actually think this is, this makes a lot of sense. Um, I wouldn't have thought about it, but if you tell me that that is the case, then I would understand why. Why? Because I think people who are college educated, they're much more likely to move to a city. And in a city, you're more likely in need of a dating app. Whereas if you are college, uh, high school educated, you're more likely to live in a smaller community. And again, this is this full conjecture. I don't even know if I'm correct. You're, you're more likely to live in a smaller community and you may not need a dating app if you are high school educated. I mean, yes and no. I mean, if you're on a college campus, uh, college campuses are very social. So I could see people using dating apps less because they're going to this frat party, that frat party, this social event, that social event, if they're in class, if they're not in class. And I know we had COVID and everything, but you know, I'm talking about now when things are getting back to normal. So people are going back. Well, that could also be it. Well, that could also be it because remember, you know, if, if you are in college, you're technically not college educated yet. You're only college educated once you walk out that door with that piece of paper and that funny hat. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I could see that, you know, no, like, honestly, if you are, if you are on a college campus, you know, you don't need a dating app. You, you, you go to a frat party, you see girls, you or guys, as it were, um, you meet people in real life. It's, oh, it's so this is saying after graduation. Yeah, yeah, college college graduates. I guess when you're going to work and you're not interacting with a lot of people, and they and you know the 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 rule like you shouldn't date a coworker and stuff. So even if you do like someone at work, you can't really you shouldn't date them because just breaks up problems. So um, yeah, it does. Yeah, especially with the Me Too movement, you do not want to like get within fifty feet of a woman you work with. It's just a terrible idea. Um, and I, I say that despite the fact that I have, uh, you know, I have well, not necessarily work, but I volunteered with. I did ask out a girl that way. But that being said, it's always a terrible idea. Like you're doing it, you're doing it at your own risk. That's just the reality. That being said, don't let me stop you. I mean, just putting hashtag Me Too aside. I mean, just you know if something goes wrong, it just makes things awkward because you still have to work with that person. But just- yeah, no, 100%. I, I, I agree. I agree. That's, uh, th- that's like, that's, that's what dictates a lot of my interactions with women. Not that I'm incredibly awkward because I'm obviously very handsome and suave, but if let's say, you know, I didn't get, let's say I'm at, you know, I don't know, a dinner party and, uh, I, there's a bunch of people there, but there's a girl who catches my eye. Right. So if I don't get a chance to ask her out that night, if I, if I don't figure out quick enough that I want to ask that girl out and get, then get a moment to like, say, Oh, you know, this is my number, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's meet up. I might not ask for a number, not because I'm afraid of it, but more just, I don't want to make things awkward for everybody. I don't want everyone knowing my dating life. Right. Cause if let's say you meet someone new at a dinner party and then you go to a mutual friend, you say like, Oh, that person interests me. I'm going to, you know, do you mind uh, trying to, set us up remember that person is now involved in your dating life like she knows or he knows you know what it, you know what it is and uh like there, for a person like me i just don't want i don't want that kind of, like I, I would much rather keep it on the dl until it matters you know what i mean yeah no i know what you mean. yeah so also because yeah yeah i want to be invited to dinner again and uh, if i ask out the wrong girl and she gets uncomfortable i may not get invited back again so you know, it is what it is. Like, it's not even, you know, you just, you don't, you don't want to burn bridges when you don't need to. Um, but yeah, that makes sense to me. College graduates are more likely to use online dating. Sounds about right. 
Around 45% of online daters say they are frustrated. The rest are either positive or neutral. So again, that's why I said the earlier uh, statistics, six in, six in 10 users reported positively on online dating. That's why I don't buy that statistic because people will say like, oh, online dating is great until they say, well, the app kind of makes me frustrated. Yeah, I feel kind of lonely at night when I don't get a match and I go to sleep alone. Yeah, yeah. well, I guess that kind of sucks. So that's why I don't trust these types of uh, statistics because uh, they they seem to conflict with each other. Human emotions are kind of fickle and people don't know what they're doing. And it could be just that the questions were leading, the, the questions led people on. Um, I know personally, I've been frustrated with online dating apps until I just turned them off. And then now I'm not frustrated by them anymore. Now I just so kind of watch. So I... I could see why that's a thing. I think in a, in a general sense, people tend to, unless they're really like an introvert and they don't like being in social situations, a lot of people would rather um, be in a relationship, um, you know, naturally, you know, meeting naturally. And at least for my personal life, a lot of people I end up meeting who I'm interested in a lot of times are either, you know, taken or, you know, or not available, you know, some other way. So I will turn to dating apps, but I mean, it's frustrating. I'd rather not use them. Um, but I mean, I will still use them. Right. So I, I don't use them anymore. And the reason I don't use them anymore is because I, I just found they don't work for me um, for one reason or another. Uh, it could be that if I lost some weight and, you know, I, my fa- finances were more stable then I would have something more to say on these apps. But the reality is, is that I don't see that happening anytime soon, at least not to the point where I should open up an account right now. And to me, it's not worth it because the women I'm matching with are not exactly my idea of a good time. And so, you know, there's only so many hours during the day I'd rather spend my time working or uh, working on myself or, or even just playing video games, playing video games is more fun than swiping. Well, right. I find right. Yeah, no, I find also in general and in, in person, it's much easier, you know, have a conversation than to message someone is because like, you know, when you can't just say hi, you just think of something cool, not creepy, this, that, while if you meet someone in person, you know, a hi, hi, my name is so-and-so is just fine and works just fine because you can very easily move on to something else because, you're not competing. I mean, you're not competing with hundreds of other guys. You might be competing with a few other guys, but you know, they're not going to just outright but ignore you. Move on. <laughs> but yeah, you just move on. If they just say no, you, yeah, you move on. Um, I find personally, I, I mean, I just moved to a new place recently. And so when I go to social events at synagogue, for example, I'll just go up to random groups of people, guys and girls, because I want to meet guys as well. I want to have I want to have guy friends in the area. So I go and I just walk up and I say, hey, guys, my name is Luke and uh, I live in the area. I just moved here. And uh, what's your guys names? I literally just say I moved. I'm new to the area. That's what I do. And uh, believe it or not, people find that very, very charming, you know, that you just come up and you you act like there's no problem at all. There's no awkwardness. You just go up and you you introduce yourself and uh, people are awkward about it because they're not used to it but there was a time in in the before times and the long long ago where people had to do that and that was a considered a social skill mm-hmm. yeah all right so women report having a harder time finding a man they find attractive 
isn't this going back to you know the eighty percent? It does go back, but it also goes about, to the next one. Of. Which OK Cupid revealed that men rate women on a bell curve. Women rate men in a manner skewed toward not being attractive. Um, what that means is, yeah, well, it, what that what that means for regular people is that men typically rate women where most women are average and there's some outliers on the more attractive side and there's outliers on the less attractive side but for the most part it's it's a statistical distribution that you know one would call like an average but when it comes to women rating men on their attractiveness it actually looks they're much more likely to rate men as below attractive and only like and most men are just not attractive First of all, that validates every every single negative stereotype anyone's ever had about a woman ever. <laughs> so, like, they'll say, like, oh, women don't care about looks or women will date pigs or whatever, um, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Um, but I don't I don't think that's what it means. I think that men are much more visual animals. And so, you know, if you see an attract like I know for myself, if I see an attractive girl, you know, like I'm already kind of half sold. You know what I mean? Well, I think you're looking for like a deal breaker. Like for men, you know, looks is more can be a deal breaker while for women, it's they could kind of look past it. And, you know, if their personality is, you know, yeah, enough, they could be like, OK, like you know, but I, I, I think it goes even further. Look. I think women do care about looks. It's just more that they care about everything else as well. Whereas I think men, for example, they don't care how much a woman earns like they really don't like would you not date a woman if she wasn't pulling in six figures? I don't think so. Um, I don't think I would be more attracted to a woman who was earning six figures, uh, but I do think I would be attracted to a woman who was more attractive, but that doesn't, that's just not the case with women. Um, men who earn lots of money, they can typically overcome bad looks because six figures, seven figures, those look very good in a dating profile. Whereas to men, it just doesn't, it doesn't look the same. And I think it's because men and women look for different things, even if they don't say that. But also, I, I just think men don't care as much about their looks. So, you know, if, if a woman is rating men on attractiveness, well, most men don't like they don't put in the basic effort. You know, maybe their teeth look bad. Maybe their hair is not good. Maybe they don't take care of themselves. Like, and, and you'd be shocked by how many men like do not put in effort. Well, this is what I do know. I mean, I have spoken to a lot of women. They do say, you know, they like a man who dresses well. Like they would, if they saw a man who dresses well versus someone who doesn't dress well, they would choose the the guy. Who right, one hundred percent. But I'm I'm saying that it's simply a matter. I'm simply saying that there that there's um, that m- women look at the whole package. If let's say a girl, right? Let let's just put it this way. Maybe maybe a set of heels is very flattering to a woman, or maybe like a, a certain dress is very flattering. But for the most part, if a man's attracted to a woman, he doesn't really care if she's wearing sweatpants or a dress, you know, like it, it doesn't matter. Like guys can deal with either, but women do really care about how a guy looks in, in that way. Like they want to see that he has a haircut and they, you know, takes care of himself. And like for, 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 I think for guys, as long as the woman takes care of herself in terms of hygiene, I don't think they care like what they wear in terms of fashion, like to an extent. Correct me if I'm wrong. To an extent. I mean, obviously, like, you don't want to look Um, like a circus clown, but at the same point. I mean, look, in the end of the day, it's all subjective. I mean, uh, different guys like different things. And, you know, same with women. In the end of the day, everything is subjective. But if we're talking in a general sense, I mean, I guess the the average guy would, uh, they, I don't think they, I think they would to an extent care about, I mean, they want them to be put together. I mean, they don't have to be wearing, you know, a diamond necklace or, you know, 
anything. But I mean, being put together, I would think, you know, is um, something men will find more attractive. I mean, I mean, yes. But on the other hand, how many women have you seen that like look really good in sweatpants and a t-shirt? Because I've seen a lot I of I mean, those. yeah, but you would find them attractive in anything. It's because that's very subjective. You find this person attractive. So if you find them attractive, you're gonna find them attractive in in any outfit that they're they're I wearing. agree, but what I'm trying to say is that you said earlier that women are more attracted to a man who dresses well, right? So a suit might upgrade the look of a man significantly. Whereas maybe a really, really nice dress won't do that just for the raw attractiveness. Like you may like the way a girl looks in the dress and you may like get a greater appreciation for her when she's wearing something that makes it look like she's put together and she cares about her appearance and this, that. But if she's attractive, she's attractive in sweatpants and a t-shirt. You don't care. Like you would, you would still like. You're right. But I think it also depends, you know, the, the situation. If you're going to like, I don't know, a ball and they're wearing, you know, t-shirt and sweatpants. I mean, no, but you would it's, not be it's very no, different, but you wouldn't not be attracted to the person. You would say, wow, that person does not understand social norms, but you wouldn't be like, oh my God, that person's ugly. Right. But fine, I'm yeah, saying, fine, I guess. Right. Right. So, okay. So let's go to this chart. A majority of online daters say it is very important to them that users include photos, the type of relationship they're looking for in the profile. So let's see here percentage of online dating users who say it is very important that the profiles they looked at include the following. So at number one is photos of themselves, 71%. So 71% of participants in this survey said that it is very important that on online dating profiles, there are pictures of the person. That makes sense. Obviously Uh, the type of relationship they're looking for 63%. Also makes sense. If they have children, 45, uh, do you think that should be number one? Do you think that should be number two? I, th- I think that should go above type of relationship. If you just ask me, like, I think it's more important if they have kids than the type of relationship they're looking for. Me personally. I mean, is this is this a scale of like one to 10? Like, no, I don't, I don't think this is like a list of- uh, It's not a list. You know, which one's better. It's, it's, it's not. I'm just saying that me personally, I wouldn't have put like, I would be much more likely, like if I had to rate these things by order of importance, photos of themselves, if they have kids, type of uh, type of relationship they're looking for. Well, this is just a statistic, so it's very subjective. So oh, you might think it's important, but obviously, you know, only forty five percent think this is important. So some people I probably don't care if if they have children, whether they have children or not, it doesn't matter. They're still willing to date them. Oh, right, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Men of our age should never be dating a woman who has kids. It's like 100%. Don't do that. Terrible idea. Um, if you're single, never had kids, never been married, don't date a woman with kids. I don't care how she, how attractive she is. Terrible idea. Just had to say that. Uh, hobbies and interests. Uh, that to me is less important, honestly. Um, I wouldn't really care. Religious beliefs, very important. Yeah, that you could that one you could kind of you know find out on the date. You can. Um, I mean, it's it's useful. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. And look, it's useful to have because then it's good for like an opening liner. Yes, like, I was about to know, say that. To make a message. So I do think it's important to have it for that purpose. Um, other than that. Um, yeah, for for sure. That. 100%. No, I. Um, it's also good for like, let's say you're planning a date. It's very useful to know like, oh, she likes long walks in the park. Okay, so then don't take her to the fancy restaurant yet. Take her to a picnic, you know, take her out for a date picnic. Um, 
or she likes rock climbing. So going to rock climbing date or this or that, but just in terms of like what I care about in a date, personally, I don't like hobbies and interests are just like, I know for a fact that like my future wife and I, were not going to align on many things. And that's okay. Because when you have kids, um, your hobbies and interests become your kids. That's just like, that's just how it is. You go to the zoo. Like, I don't, I don't think a lot of adults our age care about the zoo, but you know, if we're a little older and we have kids, we might go to the zoo to entertain the kids. Right. That's, that's, that's why zoos exist. Um, Go to safari. Safaris are not the zoo. I don't, I wouldn't take a small (laughs) child to a safari. Okay, buddy. Like, like calm down. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, it's like, Oh, look over there. There's a tiger. (laughs) Yeah. I think a kid would be scared shitless if you brought them in a safari in like a dangerous country and like the car was being mauled by a tiger. Okay. Like that is not a place for kids. Religious beliefs, I think are very important. I think that's like one of the most important things because, you know, most people, they want some sort of congruity in the, in the house. And if the husband and the wife believe in two different things entirely, like there's, there's room for variation, of course, but you know, you want there to be like a certain baseline of agreement on certain things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's important. Racial or ethnic background. I could see this going both ways. Me personally, I don't care about racial or ethnic background. I don't care about that. To me, it's more important that I, that all the things work together. Like if, if I really like, I understand why people, but that's, like I said, a lot of this is very subjective. So you don't care, but obviously, and obviously people do care. I mean, a very small amount, only 19%. Yeah. Only 90%. But there are some people who are like, oh, they tend to be attracted to this type of people, darker, lighter, uh, taller, or smaller. Uh, sorry. That's not. No, it, it has um, to, yeah. Well, that's different. Well, I, yeah. No, taller and small uh, and shorter is different, but, um, but you know, people are attracted to different things. So, I mean, 100%. Um, it's good for narrowing down, you know, choices. Uh, that's true. Um, I remember I had a big argument on Facebook and I know how, I know how helpful Facebook discussions are and how meaningful they are and, and how useful they are to society that people argue on Facebook. Uh, but I did Is that sarcasm. If you couldn't tell, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, in terms of, I actually, to me, as long as the girl's Jewish, I, I really don't care what background she comes from, but apparently a lot of people care in the Jewish community. Like they, they want to make sure that they're marrying a, this one or that, like an Ashkenazi or a Sephardi woman uh, or a Ashkenazi man or a Sephardi man or whatever it is. Right. And they want someone with their Ada or like community as it were. Um, I actually don't think that's very important. I think as long as they believe in the tenets of or, like traditional Judaism, I don't, I don't really care about like where they come from. Like I care that they're attractive, like all the features go together. But uh, me personally, I don't actually care. Like I can find a, 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 like a lighter, t- like a fair skinned woman attractive or a darker skinned woman attractive. Like to me, that doesn't bother me. Um, occupation. Um, as a man, I don't care about that at all. Um, I think for women, that probably matters more, but uh, we'll see. Height. You know what? You know what I noticed is not on this list what <laughs> wait <laughs> wait <laughs> height is on this list but weight is not like, i just noticed that like the thing you can do something about is not on the list but the thing that you can't do anything about that's what's important okay okay buddy. well i think i guess for for people that's less important i guess that is so not true that is so not true i remember um i remember at uh, one point 
I think I think the one year as an April Fool's joke, Tinder said they would would start doing height verification. Verification? Height verification. <laughs> right? Okay. This 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 was an April Fool's joke. But then people said, well, what about weight verification? You know, like if the woman says she's like uh, 130 pounds, like, you know, how do I know that's true? And uh, and so I don't know if the seconds are light or heavy. 130 pounds for a woman. That's yeah. not considered heavy. I don't know. Men are supposed to be round. <laughs> I think actually it's probably. Underweight. It depends the height. It depends the it height. Depends the height. I mean... no, it obviously depends the height, but men should be around depending on their height between like 160 and 200 pounds also depending on whether they have muscles or not but like a woman should be like i actually don't know this but i assume 130 140 150 is like normal weight for i don't a woman. know i think i said that once to a woman and she got really mad so i i think it's less than that no women get <laughs> mad. i don't get mad be- they're mad because you guessed right <laughs> um, oh my god we're getting canceled there's no way there's no way we're not lasting we're getting canceled man that's it we're gonna be chased out of town we're gonna be forced to live on an island oh god it's a good thing no one knows who we actually are it's amazing it's amazing uh, um i don't know if i was right they never confirmed but i just know that they were Guess right, and they say usually women weigh less than that. So the, I think I said like forty or thirty. Yeah, I would say one thirty, one forty is it. I, I, I could usually be little... women get really angry when I say my weight. So right, because you're very skinny <laughs> and people are envious of you. It's not because they're like you know they're like oh my god he's so fit I, I I hate how fit he is. It's like they they're jealous that they they wish they could like eat crap all day and and not gain weight. That's what they're jealous of. Um, and to be fair, I'm jealous too. I wish I could eat, you know, four hamburgers at a meal and just like, like, like walk it off. That would be amazing. Can you imagine what my dating life would look like if I could do that? Um, <laughs> um, no, but height is important to people. I think for men, we want someone shorter than us. And for women, they want someone who's 6'2". Um, but uh, yeah, well, um, I, I don't know how much. affiliation. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What were you saying? I don't know how much that is in the metric system, but I know in freedom, 6'2 is like considered a good height. So, in freedom? In freedom, yeah. Yeah. Listen, what does that mean? <laughs> in freedom measurements, 6'2 is a very good height in the metric. I don't understand the metric system, but I understand the freedom system. Freedom system, that's what you call it. I call it freedom. Yeah. <laughs> freedom system. So, not like inches and feet. No, it is inches and feet. That's the freedom system. That's how you measure things when you're a free person. <laughs> okay. I didn't know it was called that. It's not. It's called Apparently. the imperialist. It's, it's no, called I the know imper- that. I was being sarcastic. Well, that's also why. I, I know you were me- joking. That's why I don't. That's also why I don't measure the speed of a bullet in meters per, meters per hour. Meters per second. Meters per second. I, I measure it in miles per hour because that's how you measure things when freedom and uh, <laughs> guns dispense of free they shoot concentrated pockets of freedom at people <laughs> and so I, I think it's sacrilegious to measure it in the metric system anyways um political affiliation i'm so- bullets they're freedom bullets <laughs> they're freedom pellets <laughs> all right whatever go on yeah next right right i'm surprised political affiliation is so low at only 14 percent because there's no way that's true there's no way that's true well, 
I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like, you know, the only thing we hear about on the news is all about like politics, but I feel like a, there's a lot more people that don't care than, than people think. Dude, do you know how many relation, you know how many dating profiles I saw where some woman was like, if you voted Trump, you could swipe left. Yeah, I saw that a lot also. Okay, okay. So there's no way it's 14. There's no, I will eat my shorts. There's no way there's 14%. <laughs> no way. I, I don't buy it at all. Um, but also it seems just like as a, as a side point, it seems like religious beliefs and political beliefs should kind of be one and the same because at this point they kind of are, um, kind of are anyways, let's get on to the next uh, point. So we see this chart, Americans who think online dating has had a positive effect, say it expands people's options is easier. Those with a negative opinion think it facilitates, it facilitates lying. Now let's see here. So you see all the reasons, right? So you see the positive reasons of people why they like uh, online dating is it, it expands options, meet people outside of your circle, can evaluate people before meeting. I actually think that's a negative. I really do. I think that's terrible. Makes meeting people easier. Okay, fine. Connects like-minded people. Okay, don't care. Success stories in general. Okay, fine. You know, whatever, whatever works. Better than old-fashioned ways. Incorrect. So wrong. Helps people who have trouble meeting others. Uh, yes. Safer way to meet. Incorrect. Other, well, I don't know what other is, so I can't, I can't rate that. But uh, do, do you disagree with me, uh, Rody? Okay, so expands options, meet people outside of your circle. Um, I do believe that it can. You know, you can meet people from, you know, other locations, not just in your, you know, social vicinity can evaluate people before meeting. Um, you could, whether that's a good thing or not, I'm not really sure. Um, I think it's terrible. So bad. So uh, bad. I mean, you could evaluate people before meeting. I'm just not sure if that's a good thing or not. Right. Um, I'm saying, right. So I, I, that I know that you can do that. I'm saying that that's a negative. It's not a positive. Like Tim, like uh -huh. I know it's listed here as a positive, but I would say it's a negative. Um, makes meeting people easier depends who you are you know if you're you know if you're a more social person meeting in person would be better if you're less social if you're good at texting then yeah you know uh, meeting people through online is better um, but in a general sense um, I feel like it could kind of be you know half and half um, I hear that yeah I thought it was I thought it was true but now I'm reevaluating I'm reevaluating that actually so yeah, we'll see. Um, um, well, it's, I mean, it depends the person. I feel like for that one, but yeah, um, connects like-minded people. Um, that is, I mean, true. If you're obviously choosing, you know, if you're filtering based on those criteria, then uh, that I would say that's true. Again, whether that's good or or you know bad is uh, another story. Success stories in general. Um, I mean, there are success stories, so it obviously does work for some people. No, one hundred percent. Quicker, more efficient. Um, it could be quicker and more and more efficient sometimes, um, and it depends on the situation. During COVID, when you can't meet anyone, it definitely is quicker and more efficient. But you know, in a normal society. Um, well, what's really it, normal? Like that, that's already a big word. You, you've used a big word. Now you have to, now you're going to own it. What, what does no, normal no. mean? <laughs> what does normal mean? You know, during, you know, when it's not either pre-COVID um, or, I mean, now it's starting to be more normal. It's still, 
not 100% normal yet, but it's starting to get there. But I would say, I guess, pre-COVID, um, I would say when, you know, you, you can meet people, um, you can meet people uh, out, you know, um, in your social circles um, and um, you can, it's, you meet a lot more people um, and depending on the person, you could be more social, less social. So if you're, you know, obviously more social, then it is much quicker. Um, I know people who are in and out of uh, relationships all the time. And I know people who haven't been in a lot of, um, you know, relationships. So for that, it kind of depends. But obviously during COVID, this is definitely much quicker. And but during other times, for some people, it is more it is quicker, and more efficient, especially if you're less social. Um, I actually think this is this is my opinion about this. I think that these dating apps actually are more helpful to people who already are social. I don't think it's that helpful for people who are not good at being social. I think it, it actually marginalizes those people. I think that the people who are less social would be better served if they were in a community and they were hanging around social people who could help them be more social. I think these types of apps are actually better for people who know how to text, they know how to talk to people, they're charming, the this, the that. Like they, If they have everything already else, then it, the, the, the app is going to filter them to all what they're looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but I, I guess whatever. It's fine. We'll see. Yeah. Helps people who have, sorry, better th- than old fashioned ways. Um, that's also subjective. I personally like the old fashioned ways, um, but I'm also an old soul. Um, you know, Rody and Rody and Luke are old souls, as we discussed previously. We did mention that. Um, yes, we did mention that. <laughs> um, so I mean, I prefer old fashioned ways. And like you said, the old fashioned way puts you in, even if you are less social, it puts you in, it forces you to be in an uncomfortable position and, you know, you can develop the skills to be more social. So whereas online, like if you don't have the skills, no one's going to interact with you and you'll never get there. Yeah. So I don't think it's better than the old fashioned way. Whether it's also like worse, I don't know if it's worse. I kind of am neutral about it, but I don't think it's necessarily better. Um, so yeah, that's my thought on that. It helps people who have trouble meeting others. Didn't we just discuss this? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I disagree. Like I said, I disagree, and you're you're free to uh agree or disagree. I but I think we discussed that one. And the, the last one is safer way to meet. So uh I think that's safer just, way to meet. I think that's just, um, I just think it's just objectively incorrect just objectively incorrect. You're much more likely to have positive results with someone you meet in person at, I don't know, say a a friend's uh, get together, you know, or someone you meet, you know, in a college class you take together or something like that. I don't know. I think meeting. Um, I actually think, I mean, it's not better or worse. I feel like you can equally meet bad people outside of dating apps and in dating apps because there are going to be bad people or creepy people in both situations wherever you are you know in a bar in a classroom and uh even among you know social peers ours you know not everyone is is 
is perfect. I mean, um, me, for example, I'm, you know, if you meet me at a party, you know, it's just, that's just bad news, you know, just, so, just get, just, just leave, just run, <laughs> run away, <laughs> run away. What are you doing? Um, here? <laughs> yeah. But, um, and also online, I mean, I'm sure, you know, the same thing, you can meet good people, you can meet bad people. So, I mean, I'm not really swayed either way um, hear that. on that one. I hear that. Um, and others, um, others is others. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Other is a great reason to do anything. I don't know. Um, that is a great reason. Next time when when someone asks me why I did something, I'm going to go, well, the survey says other. Others. So, <laughs> other. other. <laughs> <The> survey says. <laughs> Among All those- right. Right. So among those yeah. who said mostly negative percent who get, give these as main reasons, dishonesty, misrepresentations, 100% true. So true. Lack of personal, most emotional connections, 100% true. Better to meet people in person, 100% true. Too many options keeps people from settling down. Also 100% true. No one talks about this. The, the illusion of choice, illusion of choice. That is such an yeah, important when, when you have too many choices, you're paralyzed from all the choices. Right. That we, we we spoke about this earlier. When when girls match with like 30, 40 guys, right? And they realistically they can't do anything with that information because it's too much. Right. That's there was actually a dating app. I think it was tried. I don't know if it still exists, but it was a dating app where you only get three swipes a day. Only get three swipes. So um, you like, so what you'll do is you'll, you'll wake up in the morning and you'll swipe right three times. Right. And then if you match with someone, then you deal with them that day. And the idea is that if let's say, you know, even if you're a girl who's super duper attractive or you're a guy that's super duper attractive, you're still only dealing with three people at a time. So it's not overload. I think the problem is, is that like, it took too long. So people weren't actually meeting the people they needed to meet because, you know, if you're only getting three options a day, then you're you're not actually going to see like you're only getting three options a day. Now that might sound like a lot, but if no one's on the app and uh, and also it's just like you can have like days where you're just not meeting the right person if you're a guy, right? I think yeah, that's so. Issue. I mean, I think that's I don't think that's a good system because, like you said, like if you only have three swipes a day and you don't get anyone, you can get you cannot get anyone for a long time. I think a better way would be three matches a day. You know what I mean? It's like you have a lot of swipe, but you can only get like three matches a day or something. Right. So, so again, like, I don't think there's a real, I don't think there's a mathematical formula that you could really do with this kind of stuff because the reality is that the algorithm, these algorithms are trying to compensate for human nature, but the heart wants what the heart wants, man. You know, like you can't, you can't fix that. There's no computer program that can fix the fact that human sexuality is a mess and you know honestly it needs to like in my opinion it 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 really should be facilitated either exclusively by parents and you know matchmakers and you know like either you should be set up to in an arranged marriage to consolidate the family wealth and build a larger empire with like local families like you know as you do um or you should just find someone by yourself and you know try to do it that way and and be natural my i don't like these dating apps because it's kind of the worst of both worlds it's, it's not here it's not there it's it's just the worst of everything um but yeah uh too many options keep people from settling down focuses on sex and hookups i think there are certain apps that are more geared yeah, towards people who want to get yeah. married 
but it is true that the main apps you hear about generally are used mostly for hookups. So I don't think that's, I, I don't think that's an unwarranted concern. Safety concerns. I mean, as a man, I just don't, I don't feel this because I, I don't think a girl's going to yeah, come stab. Sure it's a concern for some. Um, for men, maybe. Yeah. 100%. No, not for men. I mean, I mean, for women. Oh yeah. Women, women, 100%. If I was, if, if I was answering this question as a man, I would say more just like more, it was that safety concerns it's more just like i hope this person's not crazy and doesn't get me in trouble right focuses yeah. on physical traits yes that's true yes very that's true. true because that's literally what it is it's a picture it's not the whole thing the whole thing is when you meet the person in person and you see the way you know they 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 interact with their surroundings body language the bingo you know. you, when you see a picture it's just a picture um facilitates cheating i mean that is that is also true when you when you export, that, I have no idea actually. <laughs> well, there are dating apps for people who want to cheat. I think there's one called Ashley Madison for people who are married who want to cheat on their spouses. It cheating no online way. is so really, of course, bro. Of course, of to, to quote a famous philosopher, of course. Uh, my Chenk Uyghur impression uh, needs some work. Bad and polite behavior in general, yes, 100%. And by the way, yes, women can be rude and nasty and disgusting on dating apps um whether it's on a specific dating as app much as men so yeah it in in different ways mind you like i think if i think yeah here's my opinion and i'm going to say something and it's going to sound terrible i think once you start talking to a guy and it's like more than like five texts if you don't want to talk anymore have the common courtesy to say well it was nice talking to you but i think we're done here and then just cut it off but don't like sit there and leave them on red. Like, I think that's disgusting, honestly. Me personally. I hate ghosting. I, yeah, I hate it. Like, like, I understand if like you, you didn't commit necessarily yet to talk, but once you've committed to talking, like just talk, you know, just be a mensch and, you know, just, I, I know I'm not allowed to demand anything of my fellow man anymore, but you know what? I, I think it's still a crummy thing to do. Um, do, you, do you disagree with my assessment over here? No, I don't disagree. I mean, Yes, men can be rude and, you know, impolite, um, but I think, you know, women can just be, I don't like it when people say like, oh, you know, men are worse. I think women can be just as bad as oh, they can be terrible. men. And um, I hate ghosting. Like you said, you know, just say like, if you're interested, interested, if you're not, and then non, just like move on. It's like, I understand why sometimes they will want to ghost because I guess some men can bother them, but I mean, like you said, it's like, you know, just getting the kind of courtesy of just saying, like, you know, sorry, I'm not interested, like, move on. Yeah, I think that's a fair thing to say. And we've and by the way, we've all been on the receiving end and on the giving end. I'm sure I'm sure many men, you know, inadvertently said something or pursued a woman after like sometimes it literally just is like you you, you want to get that final answer and the girls just kind of done. Right. So you don't you don't necessarily know you're doing anything wrong, per se, like like when you see it on a uh, on a survey. Right. It may look pretty bad, but many times it includes things that like while they're they're social faux pas, maybe they're like they're just they're screw ups. Right. It's, it's embarrassing to do, but they're not they're not done in bad faith. It's just it's just more you made a mistake. Um, and I think I think a lot of these uh, surveys really facilitate people thinking like the worst about other people. But uh, yeah, no, it's sometimes it really is just that bad. Um, Just over half of Americans say that the success of relationships started online is comparable to relationships that begin offline. 
Um, it's not a very complicated statistic to understand. Most people are just kind of like, oh yeah, I guess an online relationship can work the same as an offline relationship. But once you get to the other half, once you get to the other half of people who don't say that, right? Which direction do they go? Overwhelmingly less successful. If people don't think that they're just as successful as traditional relationships or traditional standards, uh, traditional methods of dating, they, they're more than likely to assume that they're worse. They're not, they're not going to assume they're better. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think, I think most people intuitively understand that either it's just as good as a replacement or it's not the real McCoy. Most people do not see it the other way. Most people don't have a positive view of it in that way. And I think that's saying something, you know, I think that's a statistic that says a lot. I think that is a statistic I'd buy, you know, you would buy it. <laughs> I, I buy the statistic. I think, I think it's a, I think it's, I think it says something. I think that most people kind of don't have an opinion about it, but the ones that do are more likely to say, Hey, it kind of sucks. I think that's a, an opinion that like really matters more than any of the like, Oh, six out of 10 people who use online dating have a positive experience with it. No, this is a better, this is a better metric, honestly, because you see the people who have opinions and they're most likely negative. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Thanks for being with us this week. Make sure to follow us and tune in on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Audible, and Google Podcast for amazing future episodes. Enjoy the rest of your week. We look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.